Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Each week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Pacific Rim, directed by Guillermo del Toro and out in cinemas now. If you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, turn back now. After giant interdimensional creatures, dubbed kaiju, start destroying Earth via a wormhole deep in the ocean, humans build giant robots to kick their asses and fight a war for the planet. That's the plot summary for the movie we're watching this week. Which is Pacific Rim. Um, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I started thinking of really bad, dirty things. Bad, dirty things about kaiju. About rims. <laughs> I know. It never occurred to me until I said it for this podcast. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God. And it never occurred to me until like two seconds ago when I said Jaeger out loud. That, oh, like Jaeger bombs. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Jaeger like the drink. I know. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, oh. apparently I wasn't paying attention or something. But yeah. Um, so this movie um, stars Idris Elba, mm -hmm. which I know a lot of people are very excited about. Hello, fangirls on the internet. Um, and Charlie Hunnam and Rinko Kikuchi. Yes, it does. And also Owen from Tor Torchwood. Oh yeah, Owen from Torchwood, who actually Otherwise is pretty great in it. Burn Gorman, who is Burn yeah, Gorman and Charlie Day, they play these comedic scientists, and they're pretty good in it. I mm -hmm. like them. Yes. Um, and it also stars two Americans doing terrible, terrible Australian accents, like really, really bad. And guys, seriously, you could have actually hired Australians for this one. Like, get a Hemsworth or something. The thing that got me, okay, the guy who's playing the dad in this movie, right. whose name apparently it's Max, I think Martini or something. Okay. Okay, so he is. Um, an, an American from New York. In America right now, you've got Grant Bowler playing an American on TV on in Defiance. TV. This guy looks so much yes. like Grant Bowler. I was like, why didn't you just hire Grant Bowler? It probably wouldn't have cost much more. I know. Yeah. I mean, it you was You could have gotten like Grant Bowler and like one of the younger Hemsworth brothers maybe. Yeah, I know. And it, it was just ridiculous to me. Anyway. That, I mean, this was the, literally the most distracting thing about this whole movie well, for me. I actually was their got terrible, to terrible the very accents. end of the movie when um, Ozzy Jr. is being headed out. He's heading out to die. And I didn't actually realize until that point that they were father and son and that the kid was meant to be Australian. I was like, oh, the old guy who's trying to do an Aussie accent and the English kid. <laughs> that was what I thought. I didn't actually realize that they were meant to be Australian. Okay. Um, Daniel, J Jelly also mentioned that they say it right at the beginning a couple of oh, times. Okay. They do mention it. He also, um, I told Daniel that I think it was when they would, he was, Idris Elba was doing the big run through. He takes um, Charlie Hunnam's washed up ex-pilot. We should probably go into the plot a bit more before we rant more about the accents. Yeah. But he's taking him through and introducing him to all the fantastic Jaegers and yeah. his pilots. You know, this is the brother and sister team from Russia. Oh, and this okay. is the triplets. And then um, Herc and Chuck, who are the Australians, very Australian names, uh -huh. um, come up and then they have their little introduction. But there's also a scene a bit later where Herc is actually saying to Charlie Hunnam, Raleigh, anyway, yeah. um, he's saying to Raleigh um, that he's my son and I had to raise him myself because his mother died and um, I didn't know whether to give him a hug or a kick in the ass or something I like that. I heard about the hug or the kick in the ass thing. Yeah, I just talk... Maybe I had a nap somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just don't remember that. Okay. So it is it is established yeah. very early on that they're father and now, son. What I, this is just yeah. a you guys thing about <laughs> yeah, apparently I just wasn't paying cl that close an attention. I was like, oh, the you know, young English kid. But of course, it doesn't make any sense to have an English kid. But what it does make, what actually, I guess it, it's kind of nice that you've got multinational teams. Like it's yeah. meant. So, as we said at the beginning, um, there are these aliens called what are they called? Kaiju. I don't think that. Yes, yeah, so be aliens. They're like the um the aliens in um 
crystal skull anyway, where they're actually interdimensional creatures. So there are creatures that come out of the um, uh, rift. Um, what's it called? You know, like a – I think it's – isn't it called the rift? The rift. Yeah, well, it comes out – yeah, the they come out of a rift. Something? The crack you, No, I'm thinking of tectonic plates. The fault oh, line. They come out of a fault line. That's right, they do. Under the Pacific Ocean. And so all of your teams of uh, pilots who pilot these Jaegers, who fight these kaiju – uh, come from countries that are around the Pacific. So we yeah. have Americans, we have Russians, we have Japanese, we have Australians that are probably New Zealanders. I think we, we – do we go to New Ze- – no, I don't know if we go to New Zealand. No, there's no New Zealand. No, we go to Sydney though. It's kind of exciting for once in our lives to um, see – I was just for a few moments there, I was delighted to see a city I actually knew get destroyed. Yeah, it's the multinational like, I recognize those buildings falling down. was pretty cool in this one. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like the, there's just these like straight-up cookie-cutter cu- characters. I right. mean, you've got your washed-up pi- Jaeger pilot um, mm-hmm. who, you know, experienced a trauma and now doesn't want to pilot the Jaegers anymore. And then your young upstart who really, really wants to pilot the Jaegers so that she can avenge her parents. And you've got Idris Elba as like their leader dude. Um and I don't want to give anything away about his character, but like if you don't pick what his character is in the first five minutes, then anyway. Um, and then you've got like the um, the 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 son is the jerk who tries to get in in Charlie Hunnam's way and doesn't think he's worth anything because he's been out there fighting. And um, they're they're very very sort yeah. of and the two scientists as well who bring up who who have the most laughs the in comic the movie, relief the comic we relief before. guys are. Mm. Uh, also very much like there's this rock star kind of scientist yeah. who's a big fanboy of the well, Yeah. Um and kaiju. I see actually I went into this not actually recognizing any of the actors. Like the only oh, person okay. I recognized was Owen from Torchwood. I've obviously I've heard of Idris Elba and I've heard of Charlie Hunnam. I've heard of Rinko Kikichi. But I just I didn't recognise any of the actors and I think that was kind of deliberate. I think it was he's deliberately using very like non famous actors, not people who are not super there's Obviously, Idris Elba's got his fangirls. He's kind of like a slightly less famous Benedict Cumberbatch on the internet, but he's not hugely well known. Like I, I didn't recognize him until about three quarters of the way through. I'm like, oh, Idris Elba is in this, and um, the oh the other okay. so the other actor I recognized was the guy from Hellboy. Um, yeah, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, thank you. Um, yeah, so I think it's actually a deliberate strategy to use sort of lesser known actors. I think they put their money into the effects, and they didn't put as much money. Like I think the actors. We're just people who will do the job well enough, like up-and-coming actors rather than big names. Yeah, well, there was a quote that was floating around the internet um, where Guillermo del Toro said, why would you hire Tom Cruise when you can get Idris Elba? And people have been really talking him up a lot. Yeah, oh, he's, um, and he's great. He has a great he job. Is, he's, he's, um, he's terrific. He probably does gives the best performance. Mm. I also thought um, Rinko Kikuchi's character, mm-hmm. um, Marco Mori, was the most interesting character yes she was um she was um she was great in that like she wasn't your typical sort of girl in this kind of movie it could have really Mm. her role could have really been played by either gender it was kind of cool yeah um so there was that um and she was terrific in it she was really cool in it um charlie hunnam was fine but like that character was pretty boring the problem that i had with Mm. this movie is that it? I didn't really connect with it because I felt like I was watching a kids' TV show. It felt like I was watching an episode of Power Rangers or something with some oh, of the things they said. That, Jelly said that to me afterwards, and I've never watched Power Rangers, so I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, cool." I don't know. I thought I actually had quite a bit of fun watching it. I, I didn't. Um, I hmm, let me think about how to phrase this. I 
I don't think I expected too much of it. I think I went in knowing basically nothing mm. and they took me along for a fun ride for an hour and a half and I had fun watching it. But okay, I'll take your point about Power Rangers. You're not the first person to say that to me. <laughs> it's it's some of the things they say during the combat. Like they talk oh, about, super, let's punch him in the face and oh, things like that. The while super clunky dialogue. The terrible dialogue. And then like putting in puns while you're watching yeah. giant, giant <laughs> robots, like these these amazing CG robots in this rain all over them and you know yeah. knocking each other out with these great big freight ships and stuff. Mm. And then there's like... Let's show him what for. You're like, what are you doing? This the script is so juvenile. It is so like young, yeah. and you just it it it. Oh yeah, it, it is. is. Um, I was actually because when I sat down, um, right next to us in the cinema sat a person with uh, three kids who were all about all I'd say between about five and eight years old, like mm. really young kids, and I was like, oh, is that going to be okay? Then I checked afterwards. It's actually a PG rating. Yeah, I'm not surprised because um, the the only and the violence kid, the kids loved it. Yeah, all the violence is against the kaiju who don't yeah. bleed red, so I suppose that's fine. Yeah, um, I guess you don't you see don't... the people dying other than no. Idris Elba and the other guy. You, but you don't see them. You, no, don't, you don't actually, actually see them die. And do you? that was a big spoiler. So you know, if you haven't, heard I did. Spoilers... I, we did a spoiler alert at the beginning. Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, you read it out, so you probably don't remember you said it, but you did. You said okay. if, you ha- if you haven't seen it, and you don't want to be spoiled. Turn back now. I don't remember. Saying and also, that. like. 10 minutes ago I said about the the guy who I thought was British who went out to die. So, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, no that I I but that was also mm. like I saw that coming from I think around the time when we realized that Idris His Elba first and- nosebleed first time he sees nosebleed. No, 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 it was no, from when it was earlier than that. It was when we realized that he was sort of a father figure to her. Like really oh, early yeah, you yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, realize yeah, that yep. they have that relationship um, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I was like, oh, he's going to die. <laughs> I didn't know about the son until they sort of ended yeah. up teaming up and then I was like, oh, they're both going to die. Yeah. Um, okay, so there is this – what I do like about the movie is the world building and there's this really cool idea where um, in order to pilot these big Jaegers, two people have to work together because mm. it's too much for one person. So there's a lot of brothers and sisters and, and that sort of thing who um, – not a lot of sisters, actually. There's one. Um, there's a brother and sister team, yeah. Yeah, there's a brother and sister team, which is another problem I had, but I'll go into that later. Um, so you, you get this cool thing where two people have to work together to pilot the Jaegers. Yeah. And they do this thing called a drift where they kind of combine minds. Mm-hmm. So they're inside each other's heads and they, they share all their memories and things like that. Um, and – it's it's a really interesting kind of cool way of doing it. You get to see them all working together and stuff. Um, and there's that also leads to what was probably my favorite scene in the movie, which is you get to go back into Marco's past, like her memory of when she saw a giant kaiju um, destroying Tokyo. Yeah, that's that scene is done really really well. It is done really well, and it's like. Uh, it's sort of an homage to all of the, you the know, Godzilla the tradition. Godzilla, yeah, yeah and, and Mothra and the, the, you know, giant. Yeah. Well, was she one of our, um, one of our, I think he's a listener. I don't know. He's one of my friends on Twitter. Oh, yeah, and I also know him in real life. He um, tweeted after he'd seen it. Dear people who are going to make that Godzilla remake, don't bother. Signed, <laughs> yeah. Pacific Rim. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. That because was because it does. It is a really uh, quite a loving homage to mm. the whole Godzilla and it looks idea. Terrific. And that that whole scene. It's just got her as a little girl running mm. away from it, holding her shoe. But it's so much more. I thought that had more emotional impact than the whole rest of the movie did for me. Mm. Like just watching a little girl who was scared running away yeah. from this massive, massive thing. Because a lot of the rest of the movie was kind of like uh, formulaic and mm. just with a bit of comic relief. 
Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That was and it was the little girl who was playing young Mako was amazing. I thought so too. She was so good. Such a good performance out of a girl who was probably seven or eight years old at most. Yeah. Probably so younger. Good. She was possibly terrific. younger. She was amazing. I was so impressed with that little girl. And that's exactly it. It was just this one performance of a little girl running scared. Mm. And it was fantastic. Mm. Um, and, you know, it looks terrific. Like all of the – the I like how all of the Jaegers sort of have their own look and their own mm-hmm. personality almost. Like they have different fighting styles that go into them and stuff. So yeah, it no. kind of um, – Different weaponry and different other things. Yeah. It's, it's very clever. Um, yeah, so that was one of my favourite things about this whole thing was visuals. Um, a couple of weeks ago when we did Man of Steel – I whined and whined and whined because of the use of shaky cam and because mm. I couldn't see anything that was going on. This movie was – I felt almost the opposite to that. There were moments where they used the shaky cam, but they used shaky cam how it's supposed to be used, which is to um, put you in the middle of a situation where you and are meant to not know what's going on and that yeah. kind of stuff. It was used very appropriately and only on a couple of occasions. Otherwise, it just looked magnificent. The scale mm. of these creatures is something that it shows really well. Did you see in 3D? No, I didn't. Okay, so I saw in three D. But it, in three D, it looks terrific in two D. It looks too. terrific in two. Okay, yeah, it might have been a post conversion anyway. I don't. I don't th- know. I, I think it was shot for three D, but it 3D? looks it yeah. looks beautiful in two D. It 2D, looks amazing. Which is in any case, I I thought the three D when I saw it was quite good actually in in showing up some of the scale because these creatures mm. are so enormous. Yeah, they're meant. Um, well, well, for instance, they very easily pick up like an ocean liner and swing around their heads or pick up a, a shipping container. That's the mm. kind of kind of scale you're looking at. The people who operate them, two people are both inside the head area of yeah. the creature and the creature itself is you know, like seven times bigger than that. So, so well, the robot, the yeah, robot. That, that's yeah. for the Jaegers. That's the, so the, the kaiju yeah. are sort of the same size. There's different levels of kaiju. Yeah, so. kaiju get wor- seem to get worse and worse as the movie goes on. Yeah, well, that actually, which actually makes sense in mm-hmm. terms of the plot. Unbelievably, because the plot sort of the, – the thing about it is that the, the world that they built is so realistic. Oh, like, yeah. It is wonderful. so It is so clever. There's these things like the, the cities that evolve around the bones of the kaiju. Uh-huh. Like in Hong Kong, they sort of build over it and there's all this like uh, – there's all these ideas. I think – I feel like he had too many ideas and then just gave it the, the most basic plot that – you could imagine, yeah, like the most I, basic characters I, to I, fill I, I this amazing say, world. I, I agree. Like it's a really basic plot. It's a really basic range of non-famous actors. Everything is meant to not distract you from the world he's built, I think. Yeah, yeah. and it would be nice. I mean, it, it might work as like a a series or something like that. It I think might it would be, be better. a really interesting TV series, actually. Yeah. Although you wouldn't have been able to do the um, the robots and also the creatures on I that know. scale. That's the if thing. We but I, even if it was like a series of movies and this was the first one and they yeah. hadn't just some like wrapped it up in it, I think it might have been more interesting yeah. or something because it just doesn't – like it, it, it doesn't work as a story for me. It mm-hmm. works as like all these other things. But as a story, I just don't care. I'm yeah. not interested. Okay. But then there's all this like, you know, the the um the alien the kaiju um and the reason for their existence and stuff is really good. Except for that stupid baby kaiju, which that whole scene just made me go, Oh, oh with the the pregnant The know, pregnant yeah, the kaiju, kaiju that they the... kill is pregnant. Um because and then the baby just, like just up. so that to put an extra little barrier in between this whole drifting they they want to drift with the kaiju. Yes. And they it, it it's literally only there as like this barrier between 
them doing that. So the fir- the brain that they need to use is ruined. And then there's happens to be a baby kaiju. Yeah. But the baby kaiju thing, firstly, was strange. And secondly, s- didn't really make that much sense to me, given that they were all cloned kaiju. The kaiju were all clones to make. Yeah, but if you're a clone, you're still to- going to be born. I guess it it was odd. It just seemed oh, okay. really odd to me. So you said that, that yeah, that you're not a big fan of the script or yeah. how how the story is told. I am. It's that more I have some dialogue it, and characters. Yeah, I have to say uh, this is the thing. I'm not a big fan of the dialogue and some of the I don't know the acting, but anyway, I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the dialogue, but I was kept entertained from the very beginning. Yeah, I thought the the pacing was tight. It kept you. The story kept moving, and I. That where there were bits that we were meant to be in suspense, there was a bit of suspense and things like that. I actually quite liked the way it kept me entertained, even though I can see where you're coming from about the whole not a great script. I kind of switched off a lot when they were talking, to be honest. I was like, clearly I did too. He's (laughs) Australian? Wait, what? (laughs) Well, yeah, it's just sort of like everything they're saying is so cliched. Oh yeah, totally. That because and then but then when they're not talking, there's all these really adorable things like Marco looking through the um the eye thing on her door to to spy on Raleigh yeah, as he's going past because she has a crush. Like I I assumed she had a crush. On yeah, him. yeah. He I was, assumed that was, was sort of a romantic thing, but off. not like in a really over the top way, just in a kind of cute way. Yeah, like well, um, it, was, it was one of the really sweet things about the film that they didn't actually get those two together at the end. I thought they did, oh, but then, okay. yeah. Oh, right. I, I, didn't, I actually thought they are, that, that I was romantic. It, it's sort they of do just hug, that but way, you but know. they do just hug. I, I don't know. It's maybe because it's a sure. movie for kids. Yeah, it's a kids it movie. Is, it's such a movie. I yeah. mean, it, now that you've pointed that out to me, it's like made so much more sense to me. It's a, <laughs> kids, it's a kids movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. And it, yeah. it, it's sort of like, but it, it, the thing is, I actually like a lot of kids' movies, but oh, this one is almost talking movies. down to – like, it's just sort of very basic. Mm. Um, and, yeah, the, it, it, when I was talking about it be, feeling like an episode of The Power Rangers, I actually watched an episode of The Power Rangers when I was away because I turned the TV on and I couldn't switch the channel or turn it off because it was updating or something. Um, this is at my, my mother's and sister's place where I was visiting. And um, so I had to sit through, like, a whole episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> or, no, it was – Power Rangers Samurai or something like oh, that. Wow. Right, so that's it's uh, fresh. it's even worse. <laughs> it's a spin-off of Power Rangers. But honestly, there's these two comic relief guys who are sort of different, and they're not scientists, but they were. I still felt got the same sense from the scientists yeah. in the movie. Um, there's this. Well, I mean, those like, two scientists were just there to chew the scenery. Like they were great. They, did, they were. They were really fun. Oh no, but they had a. Actually, they their, had a their plot whole, line as well. Yeah, I know they the whole plot, the basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but but I then, mean they were really were there for the, well Charlie Day gets a bit of a bit of emotion and a bit of growth towards the end. Yes. But well so does yeah, Bern Gorman oh, gets God, his little oh help you thing, which yeah, is you know, them becoming sweet. Yes. Yeah. It is it's all very cute. Mm. <laughs> but and and juvenile. Yeah. You know? But like they, they performed the same role and then there was all the guys and they have to work together in the big robot and you know, yeah, they they all cocky young guy who has to learn to Work with the old guy who he thinks is out of touch, and yeah, all that sort of thing. And it's very, I mean, and they even sort of went, let's have a black guy and an Asian girl, and the main guy can be a white. It really felt like they were very much attempting their diversity casting. Yes, 
And I kind of want to, I want to applaud them for that the same way I want to applaud them for having teams from different countries that are actually around the Pacific Rim. I want to applaud them, but then I remember that the main character is still a He's white, still a white American guy. Who played by an Englishman, yeah? Played by an Englishman, yes. Yeah. With also not, he, I, he has a TV show. His accent was slipping through the whole thing. Was it? And he's on, he's on Sons of bad. Anarchy. Yeah, but there's only, I, I heard it a couple of times, basically. But like, right. I mean, it's nothing compared to the um, Australian. This, why? Do Americans try to do Australian accents? I have never well, heard it work ever. Yeah, because the, the thing is you can do other accents and it works fine. Mm. Like I've heard – well, we were talking about Angelina last week. She does a fabulous British accent and yeah. there are others who do as well and there are English actors who do perfectly acceptable American accents and if I'd say Charlie Hunnam did the perfectly fine job with his. It's just that our accent is so different or so, I guess, unfamiliar. Well, my sister said subtle. I don't agree with subtle, but I think there's something about the vowel sounds that just throws people off or yeah. something. Um, I, I don't know, but I have never heard anybody else do one. Although apparently there's a New Zealand TV series in which Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men does an amazing New Zealand accent. So I've heard. So apparently a New Zealand accent is doable, but Australian, <laughs> not quite so easy. I have never seen it work, ever. Yeah. I've never seen an American do an Australian accent that I bought. No. Ever. Because you just see them and you and think And there's so South many African. Australian ac- actors over there. Just pick this one. This is what gets me. There's Australian actors who wouldn't be too expensive. Like I know. I'm saying, one of the junior Hemsworths or a, um, I don't know, I had another name, but I've forgotten it. <laughs> well, um. And like I said, Grant Bowler. Yeah, but also just listen. I mean, how how are the people who are listening to this and watching this and directing this all going? Oh yeah, yeah that, that sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> Remember <laughs> though, he's um, Spanish. I know, but there's other people on set. Yeah, he's not the only person on set. Maybe you know. there are Australians on set. I don't know. It's so I don't know. Yeah. I, I I don't understand how they, they continue to do this. Like it, it's never. Mm-hmm. I've never heard a convincing Australian accent by Americans ever. No, neither have I. Um. And that is that, that, that. I really was just really distracted. Like I couldn't take mm. any scenes with them seriously because all I was no, thinking through the whole so thing stupid. was, yeah, we don't sound like that. That's it. No, That's all I could think. You sound wrong. Why did you get this guy to play this guy? Yeah. He sounds wrong. And and, and he had, the, especially the dad, would have had quite an important sort of emotional role if I'd been able to take him seriously. I know. That's what I was thinking too is that yeah. like I can't emotionally invest in these characters because all I can think is mm. they don't sound Australian at all. Anyway, what are you doing? I was happy to in, in, emotionally invest in Mako and Charlie Hunnam. So. I sort of did, but at the same time you're sort of like, but it's all going to work out okay. So, Well, yeah, but just because you know that something's going to work out okay doesn't mean you... I just found it. I found it hard it. to emotionally invest because it was... Like, it was so predictable that I knew 10 minutes before something happened what was going to be happening. Oh, okay. I, d- I didn't. I just kind of uh, – but, again, this is one of those movies where I, I I did something that I don't do very often but I was able to do for this and I'm really happy that I was able to do for this, which is go in knowing nothing. Mm. So I p- was perfectly happy to go in knowing nothing and I didn't – I wasn't – my brain wasn't thinking ahead or I just wasn't spending any time or energy on thinking ahead. I just sat there and enjoyed the experience. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I. I mean, I knew giant robots and giant yeah, all, aliens. All I, I knew is giant robots. I had, I'd seen a trailer and I was like, oh, is that like? Wait, why is everybody so keen on this movie? It looks like a remake of Transformers. And I, I was very, very wrong. <laughs> it's not a remake of Transformers. It's much better. No, it's more like a remake of Power Rangers or. Um, I think somebody some somebody said Evangelion, which I don't really know much about. I, but I don't know that it, at all. Yeah, it was it was fine. I mean, I'm. 
I liked a lot of things about it. It looked terrific. I like the mm. water motif that was working through it, like because there's all these rain-soaked battles and there's all these battles underwater as well because it's coming oh. up out of the water. Okay. Um, I didn't even think of that. It, there's, I don't think there's a single scene where people aren't wet. <laughs> You, uh, you like there's water right. all through yeah. their their secret base. When he works on the um, wall, he's wet. When he works because there's snow everywhere. Yeah. He's up on the there's wall. Oh, like, this is the other thing is that he's they up on the wall. Not like John Snow, but <laughs> they decide they're going to build a wall um, on these coastal yeah. cities to keep the kaiju out. It's I, I the fact that that got through. Like they dis- they're going to disable the Jaeger program. The only thing that they know has worked against these things in order to build a giant wall <laughs> that is proven not to work. Katie, five minutes after we are introduced to the concept but, of it, uh, Katie, you you've seen the way government operates, right? In real life, that's the kind of stuff that would happen. I know people would so- be like, "Oh, it costs too much," and also too many people were dying. Yeah. yeah, it costs too much. We've got to build a big wall. I'm like, okay, sure, that makes so much sense. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's proven that it it's doesn't tr- work five yeah. minutes after we're introduced to the concept mm. of the wall. It's and then you're just like, and then people are dying making building but of the wall. People who do, but live I think on the Pacific do have big walls to protect their towns. Like the Japanese towns have huge um, tsunami walls to protect them. I think the tsunami wall is a slightly, slightly different smaller thing. smaller scale, but I'm, but I mean, the... like people, it's, it's an idea people would be familiar with. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, so they will be like, they like. I just well, find it amusing that like the, the, this is introduced and mm. it's proven to not work. Like yeah. as soon as it's introduced, and there, there is indications they're talking about things like moving everybody three hundred miles inland, or, yeah, which would make Australia a very dry, small place. Well, it would also be odd because if you're moving everybody 300 miles inland... They're going to come um, inland eventually. Yeah, exactly. All that's going to do is get the kaiju to walk further. I mean, they're not exactly incapable of it. They're enormous. Yeah, and and then also uh, when he he drifts with a kaiju, he he realises that, that, you know, that they've sent... They've sent, been sent here before as dinosaurs and they conquered the planet. Oh, yeah, that's they right. Couldn't, I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, so they've been sent here as dinosaurs and they... Uh, liked the planet, but they couldn't survive in our atmosphere. Yeah. But now, now that we've messed up our atmosphere so badly and polluted <laughs> right. so much, yeah, Power Rangers message right there. I know. Uh, now that I'd we've messed up about that. our atmosphere so badly, now we've practically terraformed the place for them. Yeah, that's right. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, some of the things they came up with were just so ridiculous. Anyway, um, and and the that baby ki- like I think I'm pretty sure the baby kaiju scene by itself dropped my rating. Like <laughs> honestly, it just really, really oh, irritated. Wow. I don't know. There's certain things in a movie where like I just thought that was so, and then the ki- baby kaiju just doesn't even do anything and dies. Yeah, like it. It's not serving any purpose except for them to have a baby kaiju in the movie. Hmm. There's no other- or, or it's to do that thing where um. You know how people make that assumption that all animals are male, that kind of thing? It's to make people – it's to make your audience go, oh, wait, monsters can be girls too. Like it's to do that oh, sort of anti-sexist – like, yeah. it's, it's what, what, How is I it mean? anti-sexist if they're killing them off when they're – No, no, but you know how – you know how people do that thing sometimes where they're like – Oh, I met the, the ambassador the other day and somebody says, oh, what was he like? And like, yeah, she. Yeah, that that kind of thing. Oh, but I don't know. That was that would have been the only reason I imagined to do it. Oh, but, see, I just thought it was so that they could show a baby kaiju. Oh, I thought I that know. was the whole point. Your, like, I your explanation it. is more likely, given <laughs> I, that Guillermo del Toro, or maybe fill in a bit more creatures. Yeah, maybe fill in a bit more time. You yeah. know, like oh, we have a bit of extra time we can make in the movie. Let's put in a scene with a baby. Ki- I don't know. It, yeah. Okay. Or the drift. Th- 
I mean, but the I don't know. It was really, really just a silly scene. Mm. I felt. Um, but I mean, it gave them, I, I like the scenes with the scientists. It gave them a bit to do and I enjoyed watching those guys. I, I think they had a good chemistry together mm -hmm. as like these, you know, bickering scientists. Yeah. And I also like that they and actually Bern ended up getting sent out into the field and having to do stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Bern Gorman was just like, he was uh, so, he was so funny. funny. <laughs> he was, his little caricature was just adorable with his bad hair and, and yeah, his grumpiness. Yeah, he chewed and, every bit of scenery he could yeah. find. He had, he had a great time. I, and it's a different role to what you're used to seeing from yeah, him, I think. So it was really fun. The I liked opposite it. From anything I've seen him in. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I mean, Charlie Day has just come off being the comic relief in Monsters University. So, <laughs> yes, he has. He and has. he he's also from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he. I spent the whole movie going, that dude looks familiar, but I can't quite work out where I know him from. Yeah. And apparently that's where I know him from, even though I've, I think I've seen an episode, maybe. Yeah. No, he was – I mean, mm. everybody was fine. It's just yeah. not a particularly good script that they're working in. Well, of. I think it had – you know how when we read we did Man of Steel, mm. it was not a great script but with fantastic actors, mm. which meant it elevated the tone a bit. Mm. This has got average actors and an average script, so there is no one raising the tone. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I, I think we're probably going to get, you know – um, hate mail sent to us for calling Idris Elba an average actor, but uh, uh, he well, was actually probably the best one because he had a lot of, of the bunch. Um, command to him. Like he had that yeah. that that sense that you don't want to mess with him. He mm -hmm. was very good in that regard, even yeah. though his uh, his speech was straight out of something like Independence Day. Oh, I know, very, right? We're cancelling the apocalypse. <laughs> um, but it was it was fine, and he he delivered that with a lot of yeah. Uh, he was taking it it very seriously, but. I, I don't care if I get hate mail. I he's not an A A list actor. I yeah, I have yeah. a feeling that may not be the case for very long. No, he could well be an A list actor very soon and I, I sincerely hope he, he does. And go then that Henry way. Cavill probably not considered an A list actor, but he was so good in Superman. Yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. And and I think Charlie Hunnam did a good job. I'm not I'm not saying he was bad, but are you obviously I liked him better than you did. Maybe I just thought he was cute. <laughs> he was kind of cute. Yeah. I don't know. He was okay, but he didn't really like I uh, he didn't really do anything for me basically. Yeah, I was just enough. sort of like and I used to like Charlie Hunnam actually. I know. I've I seen remember. him in... he's one of your your people. <laughs> you, Katie is really good at recognizing up and coming actors and who's going to take off. And yeah. Charlie Hunnam is one she recognized a few years ago. Idris Elba as well was yeah. in that list. Yeah. Ch Charlie Hunnam was um when he was back on Queer as Folk, um the UK version of yeah. Queer as Folk that I saw him in and I was like he's really good. Um oh, it's but all then... Russell T Davies old buddies, isn't it? Yeah. Ben Gorman um, and Torchwood. And and Rinko Kuchi I really like as well. Mm. Um I like her in um in um I think it's Brothers Bloom. Oh yes, she's in um, that. That's a good I movie. like I I think she's um she was I think it was her that was very proud that she didn't have a translator on. It was the first time she didn't need a translator on set or something like that. But that's, that's sweet. She puts in a good performance. She's yeah, pretty she good. She does a really good job. Um, but it, I just felt like the roles were so like cardboard thin that they didn't really have that much to do. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, like I said before, I think uh, Rinko Kikuchi, her role was – such that it was that it could have been played by a man or a woman or yeah. any person, which is great in a way. In that they've haven't just cast a girl role; they've cast a role that happens to be girl, which is is great. It's the way you should do things, but it also it's speaks to the way these characters are that you could pretty much slot anybody <laughs> yeah. into these roles. You know, you just find someone slightly more commanding for the Idris Elba role. But 
You yeah, know, you can pretty the, much slot anyone into any of the roles, the scary Russians and the slightly wacky Australians and the... Yeah. It would have been I, – I was frustrated that there were only two speaking roles for women in the movie. Yes, um, agreed. She, and I one of them is the Russian well. sister who barely has a speaking role. Yeah, I mean, it is half her very dialogue much, is in Russian, yes. Yeah, it is very much just a, um, a you know, man's movie and that frustrated me because I, I actually read another Guillermo del Toro quote. We're going to have to find sources for all of these. I've just read them on Tumblr yeah. um, where he was saying about how she – he wanted to write a female role that wasn't like the traditional female role in these action movies. And he did. He did a good job of that. Yes. But like one of the scientists could have easily been female or like another he, it pilot. Could have been, it could have been the daughter of the Australian yeah. guy that goes for the, for the, um, mm-hmm. the um, sacrifice play or, you know, the, it could have any of the other things, like it could have had two sisters as pilots instead right. of like a brother and sister team. There's so many other options that they had and decided to go with there's only one girl really and mm-hmm. like the Russian no, yeah, barely I, in it girl. It, it, that yeah. really sort of. No, I, I agree. One of my, when I read, I, I kind of sat down during the credits and it was rudely interrupted by a post-credit sequence. Goodness me. Um, I wrote, sat down and wrote a couple of notes Silly during the credits. Sequence. And that was, that was, I didn't I only wrote like five things and one of them was lack of women. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and I just sort of like, when I read that quote by Guillermo del Toro, I'm like, well then why? It's nice that you wrote a good female role, but couldn't you have tried harder? Yeah. That's kind of my chucked, feeling. Chucked a few more in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. So w- well done on the effort you did make, but you know. Let's let's try a little harder, shall we? Well, yeah. I mean, because because when you think about it, yeah, there really is one girl and like eight men, and yeah, yeah. Well, I guess two girls and maybe ten men, but really, and 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 even just switching the genders of the main characters would have made a difference. Mm-hmm. Like if Raleigh had been a female lead character, that would have made a difference. You know, it 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 just writing a good female role isn't really making a difference. Yeah, it's it, it every little bit helps, but. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to like completely write him off for it because I think he's done. He's actually made some effort, which is better than than most people. Yeah, he's actually trying. So I don't want to write him off for that. But yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Anyway, I reckon we probably didn't pass raked... the Bechdel test at all. No, I think we probably raked this one over the coals now. Yeah, and <laughs> talked about it. So you want to give a rating? Okay. Well, I gave Pacific Rim three out of five stars, and I gave it three and a half. There you go. So we pretty much enjoyed it. So thank you very much for listening to Silver Screen Queens. If you want to look at any of our show notes, maybe find sources for Katie's quotes from Guillermo del Toro because she's I'll, I'll totally going to find those. <laughs> um, you can go to our website at silverscreenqueens.com or you can look us up on the iTunes store. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that via our Facebook page or on Twitter at screen underscore queens. And if you want to read Katie's full review of this movie and every other movie that she sees, go to her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.